It is time, Austin, Texas. Get fired up. We got beautiful football weather this morning. Week four. This is Roster Watch. Brought to you live on ESPN Radio Austin, 1049 The Horn. Brought to you by rosterwatch.com. Make sure and visit us for all of our fantasy football strategy, news, and tips. Uh, good morning, everybody. I'm joined today by my fabulous co-host, Alex Dunlap. Fabulous. How are you today, sir? Hanging in, hanging in. Got you a little bit my... more like a dog. That's right. <laughs> a bunch of cats that, here. Is, <laughs> that is our fantastic producer, Eddie Cross. We want to make sure and give him some real love today. He sometimes spends the night in the studio <laughs> to make sure he's ready to go for a terrific show of Roster Watch. And then Dorian, the trash man, Colbert. How's What's going, going on today, brother? I can't complain. I can't complain. Happy to be here. Well, we got a lot to cover today. We got a couple of uh, big interviews for our for our listeners today. We definitely want you guys calling in with all your sit start questions. Four four seven three seven seven six. We are giving away a Gamers Galaxy gift card, fifty dollars. It for the best caller today. Make sure and get those in. Four four seven ESPN. Uh, first things first. We're gonna take a spin around the fantasy planet. Talk about some matchups this morning. Uh, Spin Around the Fantasy Planet is brought to our listeners by PlanetFitness.com. They have five great locations in Austin. Make sure and uh, visit them to find out about their memberships that start as low as $10 a month. All right, fellas, uh, the globe keeps on spinning. We're going to go straight to Dallas, Texas, Jerry Land. The scene is some pretty gnarly carnage yesterday, uh, which we will not we will not mention at the risk of running listeners off. <laughs> it is pretty funny. Uh, anyways, let's get right to it. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Dorian and Alex jump into and start talking about this matchup. Detroit and Dallas. This should be a big one. Uh, should be a good one. Should be a high scoring game. I'm thinking. Um, Des Bryant. We don't know exactly what's going on yet. We won't know probably for at least another hour or so. Um, I'm not really optimistic. Um, even if he does play, um, he's not going to be at a hundred percent. Um, but he is really Dallas's only, uh, option in the passing game besides uh, Jason Witten, um, that is worth relying on. So yeah, I guess if he's playing, uh, I mean, you got to plug him in. If Dez can't go, you might want to just hop in your car and get up there to D- Dallas to play wide receiver this <laughs> afternoon, Dorian. I'm, I'm not sure who they're going to be throwing the ball I to. I could do it. Tony's a Tony's a little bit hurt. Uh, if Dez isn't there, I don't I don't foresee a good game for these Cowboys. We're gonna have Paula Plash from the Oakland Press on uh, uh, during the second segment. We'll we'll dive in a little bit more to Dallas uh, Dallas Lions. And my lord, if Kevin Ogletree can make any more mistakes <laughs> than he did last week, hey, Lawrence Robinson. First week on the team came in, and he he probably did the best job out of any of the Dallas receivers outside of Dez last he's, week. He's been Louis a guy who's been on the trash man's radar for for <laughs> at least the last at least the last, last two, two years. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he suited he, up he for got, the trash man before. I was paying attention to him when he was in St. Louis. Uh, who knows? Well, he, he might step up here in Dallas. So so uh, Dez Bryant's if he, if he's out, um, it is an early game, so you might have some other options you can look at at the bottom of your roster. But what are you guys expecting? Does that mean? Last week we predicted a big week for Jason Witten. Uh, didn't necessarily come completely to fruition. He did get a lot of targets. Does he step up this week? Does Felix Jones get more short passes in the passing game? What happens? Hey, Felix Jones had a very respectable game last week. He, I mean, he averaged 15 points in most fantasy leagues last week. Uh, that's a, actually a pretty good game, considering he didn't have any touchdowns, really. 
I think he'll I think he'll get more action again this week. Um he looks to, he practiced the last couple of days. I think he's going to do well this week. Jason Witten, I think was an off game. There the 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 well, I mean the the pass defense for the Lions has been has been fantastic. Uh the run defense hasn't been as good, but it's been they've been really good. And it, that's a that's a stifling defense. It, if I think Felix Jones if he's going to get involved, I agree with Dorian. I think I think he's going to have a lot of those little short uh passes in the screen game though. And the thing is with that against that uh Detroit offense, if Dallas is going to stay in the game, they got to throw the ball. They got to get creative. Uh, they don't have many options on the offense, but they got to get creative with what they have, and I think Felix Jones plays well into that. Well, I, I am really curious to see if the Cowboys are able to actually run the ball against a good defense. I think it, you know, I think this is going to be a great test, and uh, obviously well, you it's have not to... going to really be that fair of a test. They're going to be really loading up the box, especially if Des can't go. So we'll see. It, I'm just curious if their line can impose their will and if they can run the ball when they have to. That's important in the long term, you know, viability of a team over the NFL season. Um, the other thing, I guess, is would be Brandon Pettigrew. I'm curious to see if he can string together a couple of pretty good Ooh. games. What do you guys think? I mean, he looks like he could be a stud if he gets it together. 10, was was it ten or eleven targets last week? Eight or nine catches. Seems like every time you looked up, he was snagging a ball out of somewhere. I, I don't know if that had to do with, you know, the fact that the fact that Detroit was having a little bit of a hard time getting their run game going. But that's something that we'll be able to talk to Paula about in the in the second segment. You, you know who this Detroit um, offense is starting to remind me of, and that's the Saints. Um, it's one. Of, I think it's going to be one of those teams where, aside from uh, Megatron, Calvin Johnson, um, you're not really going to know who you're going to get. Um, Really good production out of from week to week. You know, it could be a Titus Young, it could be a Nate Burleson, could be a Brandon Pettigrew, could be a could be a Shuffler week. You know, you never. When know. I did hear, I did hear that Stafford mentioned that Pettigrew's production last week was a little bit of an extension of the run game. So it's curious to see if that keeps up or if that was just a situational, circumstantial type thing. Uh, the globe keeps on spinning, listeners. So let's just go ahead and get out to Philadelphia for another early game. Uh, looks like we have, you know, Mike Vick going to play. Uh, looks like Jeremy Macklin is going to play. Sounds like Frank Gore is out, so we need to start making contingency plans. Oh. Fellas, what do you think? <laughs> that's the sound of a Frank Gore owner. Well, I think that's not the sound of a Kendall Hunter um, owner, though. I think he's going to have a. I think he's going to have a pretty respectable game. Philadelphia Eagles uh, run defense is 30th in the league. I think whoever um, San Francisco puts out there, um, I think it's going to have a respectable game. Philadelphia's given up the most fantasy points to running backs on average this season. This is a nightmare scenario for Frank Gore fantasy owners. <laughs> this is a, this is a, this is a shot to the midsection. This is no good, but it looks like it's going to be a Kendall Hunter day <laughs> against this terrible rush defense. Uh, as far as on the, on the 49er side of the ball defensively, uh, that's a completely different story. Um, the the 49ers are, 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 a, are a top three run defense. They have not allowed a 100-yard rusher in 25 games. That leads the NFL, the, the nearest competition in Chicago, with with 12 straight. Uh, can Shady McCoy break the streak today? You know, uh, I, I don't know. He's he's the he's the one player, the one elite running back that they've gone against. During this streak that has come closest, he had like 97 yards on the ground and 47 through the air the last time that uh, these two faced each other, and that was in San Francisco. So we'll see today, but a, a couple of little interesting subplots there for sure. I'm curious to see if, if 
Crabtree had a touchdown that I think was taken away from him last last week. He's looking to get more involved a little bit. Keep an eye on that. I mean, not a lot of upside because of mm-hmm. Alex Smith, but just curious because to see of that him. Eagles um, well, secondary. Well, too. No, yeah, not not production in today, today's game. Just overall involvement. There's a lot of people who drafted him who are probably about to the point to drop him. I think mm-hmm. he's a guy to keep an eye on. So what about Vic today? I think he pulls an MJ. Yeah. That's the Maybe way. I, that's sick. how I'm feeling about it. I think it's. I sure a, hope yeah, I think so. It's, so I'm probably. Yeah, I think it's up. a fever in the Madison Square Garden. I hope. I like, it's well, good to hear. He's putting the he's he's putting the Kevlar on that hand of his, and we're, we'll 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 see what happens. It is Mike Vick. You are listening to RosterWatch.com, streaming live at ESPNAustin.com. This is 104.9 The Horn, Austin's FN Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen of Austin, citizens of the world, listeners worldwide, this is Roster Watch, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. I'm Alex Dunlap, joined as always by Dorian Colbert, Byron Lambert, our producer Eddie Cross. This segment is brought to you by Ten Oak. Uh, come hang out with us on Monday night at Ten Oak as we will be having pop rock martinis, <laughs> eating hamburgers, uh, $10 uh, craft beer and burger special, and, and watching as LeGarrette Blunt turns the Indianapolis defense into burger. He's going to be making his own hamburger while we're eating hamburgers. He looks like he's had a few hamburgers. On the phone right now, we have a very distinguished guest. It is Paula Pash. She is in Dallas right now for the weekend covering the Lions for one of the Detroit area's most esteemed publications, the Oakland Press. Paula, do we do do we have you here? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> no problem, no problem. We're we're, uh, we're very happy to have you on, and sure, sure you have a sure do have a big game tonight. What are what are your initial thoughts on? Or uh, I'm sorry, this afternoon. Uh, what are your what what are your initial thoughts on on uh, what you think might happen in this one? Well, I think it might be a close one, um, but. You know what? The Lions are healthier than uh, the Cowboys. Um, they've been playing really well on the road. They won two of their first three on the road. So I, I'm giving them a, a little edge on this. Of course, I know you know I know the Lions better, but I expect the the defensive front four will get at Tony Romo early. You know, as fast as they can rattle him up a little bit, and we'll see from there. It, I, I think it's going to be a, a close game. Hey Paula, this is Byron. I, I I hope you're doing well this morning. I had a quick question: Is when you're talking about the defensive front getting out of, after Romo, is is Nick Fairley going to be in today? No, he's not. He um, he did not practice all week. He still has not come back from his broke his foot that he broke in training camp. But you know what? Um, and it it sounds odd to say he's a first round pick, but. He's going to have to earn his way into the lineup once he does start practicing. Um, Corey Williams has been playing really well. He's a starter uh, alongside Sue. And uh, and then the backups have run uh, <clears throat> Sammy Hill and Andre Fulon. They've been doing really well, too, on the inside. So um, it's hard. The Lions can't really miss what they don't know they have in Fairley. But that doesn't mean their, their front four will really be diminished at this point. I mean, I think he will add to it once he gets in, but right now they're playing really well. They'll probably just continue to come in waves once they have a guy like that coming off the bench, I can imagine. Right. They, what they're doing, well, Sue played 90% of the snaps last week, but they are trying to rotate guys in and off, in and out of the line, so they'll, they'll be fresh still in the fourth quarter. 
Hey, Paula, this is Dorian. How are you doing this morning? Good, good. Good. So I wanted to ask you about the offensive side of the ball for the Lions. Uh, so aside from Megatron, um, who do you think might have a breakout game today? Who might have a good game for the Lions? You know what? I would kind of look at rookie Titus Young. He uh, He's a wide receiver. <laughs> he's he's uh, come up huge on a couple of uh, big catches. He hasn't got his first uh, touchdown yet. And uh, he's just, you know, he, he just can't wait. But... They they go to him in pressure situations, and he's always he's come through the last few games. So I I would expect that maybe he'll get a little. He might have his breakout day today. You heard it, fantasy fans. And and, and, and talk about and talk about it. Just a young core of a team that is seems to have true long term viability. You know, you got you know, a Stafford, a young player like Titus Young, a guy like Megatron who's just now entering into his prime, uh, you know, job at best. Once you get a guy like Mikhail LaShore back, it's, you know, wow, you know, look out for this, look out for this team. It seems like they're going to, is is the feeling there in Detroit that, 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 uh, that you guys are going to, you guys are going to have this kind of team for, for the foreseeable future? Yeah, and that you know that's exactly the goal of the Lions management. They're building for the long run. They you know they could have maybe signed a few players last year, older veterans to fill in to fill in some gaps. But they're building for the long run. So exactly what you said. They've got you know Matthew Stafford is just twenty three, and uh, they they just have so much youth. There's it's it's incredible, really, and um, it's fun to watch. And and they are young. Most of their key, you know, players are uh, 26 or less. So yeah, this this team is is being built for the long run, and and this season so far they're off to a great start. Hey, Paul, is that is that I've watched NFL forever, so I'm obviously familiar with the lines. Is that a change in management culture, or is that just happening to to get lucky on some draft picks finally, and you look like a genius, or what's happened that they start to get things on track? You know, I really do think it is. Uh, it's a change in culture to begin with. Um, when they got rid of um, Matt Millen, they hired Martin Mayhew, and probably no one outside of Detroit has ever heard of him because he shies away from the spotlight. He rarely talks to the media, but he does a really good job of of drafting and of finding the free agents that fit the exact. Uh, the exact mold of what they want. You know, they they have very specific ideas of what they're running on offense, what they're running on defense, and they find players that fit right into the scheme. So, um, it that it, the change of culture is one, and then the hiring of of um, Jim Schwartz as coach, and then the fact that Mayhew and Schwartz are totally on the same page. Um, I think Schwartz is proving what a good coach he is, and like I said, Mayhew is behind the scenes, but he's done a really good job, not only of the starters, but they have they have a lot more depth than they've had for a number of years. Jim Schwartz definitely looks like a home like a home run there. What a what a great coaching hire that was. Couple of last quick questions for you, Paula. What do you make of the uh Pettigrew Scheffler tight end split? Is there just too many mouths to feed or can we start to depend on Pettigrew was last year I mean last week circumstantial with the eleven catches or what are we looking at? Because we watched him with Oklahoma State down here in the Big 12, and, I mean, he was a stud in college. Yeah, he, you know, he uh, he's healthy this year, but they like to spread the wealth. So, I mean, he really was a, a, 
had a big game last week against in Minnesota, Pettigrew did. And uh, the way Schwartz described it, they used him for those short little passes. Instead of they couldn't get the run game going, so that's what they did. They they got the ball to Pettigrew, short little passes over the middle, and that helped uh, break up the defense. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen again. But it's they're going to use uh, both Shuffler and Pettigrew. They they're uh, big on their tight ends. Uh, they don't really have a fullback uh, in their scheme. So. Um, both of them will be used, uh, but after Pettigrew's great game last week, you know they might go to him a little bit more um, this today. And then, real quick, Alex mentioned Mikel Lashore. That was obviously a, a tough injury for you guys. I'm just curious have Have we seen what Javid Best is, or I mean, is he going to be able to? Can he run between the tackles? Can he carry the load? Or I mean, is there a chance that somewhere along the line they start, you know, relieving him a little bit with some some extra running back help? Or what what do we think there in Detroit? Well, um, John Abbas was not healthy all last year, so he's just, he's really just getting going this year. He, he needs some help from the offensive line. Um, they have brought in a couple more running backs, uh, Jerome Harrison and Keelan Williams. Then they have the veteran guy, Maurice Morris, who's, who's really better at, at blocking. So they're, they will, uh, you know, give the ball to different people other than Javid, but, it's about time he starts. He's broken a few uh, runs, and also he's really good on yards after the catch, which they love. He's had some um, good yardage that way. It's hard to tell. He's. It's almost like he's still a rookie because even though he played all last year, he had um, turf toe all season, and he, and he just wasn't himself. So I, I expect that we have not seen his best yet, and, and they are not giving up. They're they are not giving up on him. They don't want them to have to carry the whole load either. Okay, well, that's the great information for our listeners. Paula, I think that's all we've got for you today. We really appreciate your time. Oh, are thanks you, a lot. Are you, are you down in – are you going to be at Jerryland today? Uh, yeah, I'm in at a hotel in Arlington right now. I'm just getting ready to catch a cabin over there. So I'm looking forward to it. I was there last year. It's, it's, it's you know, you know what it is. It it's like get your popcorn ready. Yeah, have yeah. <laughs> have fun in Disney World today, and uh, okay. we look forward to watching this big game. All right, good luck for the Lions. Okay, right, thank Paula you. Thanks. Bye. Paula Plash, little bit, little bit of Detroit Lions news <laughs> brought to us by Ten Oak. Just what a what a terrific interview. Just like. All the food and all the whiskey and all the pop rock teenies at Tenno. <laughs> hey, terrific times at Tenno. It's like, it's like as always. It, it's uh, it's it's our it's our place to hang out Monday nights. Come see us. It's we're, our own Jerry we're, Land. We're gonna be there on Mondays. Fifth in Colorado. If you get there a little bit early, you can get the spot that's right under the TV at the end of the bar. It's really nice. Yeah. I was enjoying that last week. Okay, so we got a little bit of time um, before our next break. So let's uh, let's talk about uh, some more of those games. Should we, um, we should keep spinning the, fan- okay. the the Planet Fitness Fantasy Planet. I think so. We're going to spin it right over. Then uh, let's just keep on going then to Houston while we're talking about all things Texas. Uh, we got Pittsburgh at Houston, fellas. I think this shapes up to be a good game. It's going to be a great one. I, I think you know as you look over this week's slate of games, it's a good slate of games, and this is definitely one of the marquee matchups. Um, I think that a lot of fantasy owners are going to have their eyes on what exactly happens with the Arian Foster, Ben Tate conundrum that we have talked about ad nauseum here on Roster Watch and at rosterwatch.com. But today's going to be the first day that we really get to see, you know. You know, I really don't think there's going to be that as much of a, I guess, the 
dilemma well, well, as well, a lot of people think there's going to be. I think, I think I think Foster's going to get a shake at it. I think they're going to give him as many carries as he can handle and see what he does with them. I don't think Tate's um, th- threatening to take carries from him, at least for this game. That's what all the news indicates. I still won't believe it till I see it. I just don't trust Gary Cooper. Yeah, yeah, I just got to see it. I just got to see it. He's from the he's he's from the Shanahan school of screwing screwing you know fantasy owners with his running backs as Shanahan has has been doing this this week as well with the new situation so that he's made in Washington. Probably big games for Andre Johnson. Obviously, Owen Daniels we had ranked pretty high in our tight end rankings this week. It seems like he's coming on, so owners uh, Owen Daniels owners can be excited. What about on the Pittsburgh side of the ball? Rashawn Menahan yeah, well, hasn't had a Minahan? great uh, another stinker, so and he's a buy low, or he may just be. Kind of mediocre. I'm not sure what you know. What do you? I I don't want him on my team personally. It's a it's it's a proven it's a proven offensive system. They've 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 had a little bit of trouble with their offensive line, and I think that you know there hasn't been any continuity there. And Rashard just hasn't gotten started. He's a I think he's a buy buy low. He's a definite buy low. He's a quality player on a great team. He's been underperforming. Uh, you know, and it's it. If you're looking to buy like low the one, googly eyes. Yeah, <laughs> the way he looks, the way he looks at me when I look at my roster just makes me feel weird. It, it'll, it'll, it'll throw you off, man. It'll throw you I, off. I can see. I know the Steelers' defense has been pretty, sh- you know, shaky so far this year, but I don't know if it's just how the Texans in general or, or what. But I can see this being a situation where the Texans score points, but the Steelers step up and rattle Shaw late and and do something on defense to win this game. And it seems that that's what, you know, that's what championship teams do. And Houston is not a championship team at this point. They've looked like a great team and a team that could be poised to, you know, make that move. But, you know, this is a, this is a Hall of Fame def- defensive coordinator that's going to be dialing these things up on them. Yeah. I think, I think the Steelers are going to open up in the passing game this week. Well, I noticed you made a, a minor little trade that our listeners might be interested in. You went ahead and acquired. Antonio Brown. So we're curious to see what kind of if he becomes the consistent number two. And this was exchanged. That was actually that was a trash man Alex transaction. (laughs) And Alex actually got the guy from our player spotlight on rosterwatch.com, Montario Hardesty. So interesting. But what do you think about Brown this week? Uh, I think I think it might be a breakout game for him. I think I think he's establishing himself as the number two receiver in uh, Pittsburgh. I think. Mike Wallace has had huge games thus far. I think he's going to get. I think he's going to get a lot of double coverage if there is any. And I think uh, look for Antonio Brown to maybe have a breakout game. Anyways, uh, guys, give us a call four four seven three seven seven six four four seven ESPN Gamers Galaxy gift card fifty bucks. It's worth it. Anyways, guys, this is streaming live at ESPNAustin.com. This is one zero four nine The Horn Austin's FM Sports Talk Roster Watch and AM twelve sixty. The return of football. Your home for the Cowboys. 1049 The Horn. Austin's FM Sports Talk. Hello, and thank you for calling Dial a Movie, your one stop guide to what's playing in theaters near you. For the Hollywood blockbuster, Anything But Sunshine, please press 1. For the romantic comedy, Anything but sunshine, please press 2. For anything but sunshine, please press 3. If you would like to see anything but sunshine, please press 4. Please make your selection now. You've selected anything but sunshine. You expect options everywhere else in life. Are you getting them when it comes to your medical treatment? 
Explore all your options and talk with your doctor about what's right for you. Knowing your options is the best option. Learn more at AHRQ.gov. That's AHRQ.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. This is the story of a boy wizard whose name was Larry Smarter. Larry, why weren't you in Professor Dickie Doodle's mythical creature classification class? Larry wanted to go to college, so he visited knowhowtogo.org to find which classes he really needed. You missed the lesson on telling dragons from dragonflies. Right. Um, I want to go to college, so I'm taking Algebra 2, Biology, and a Foreign Language. Foreign Language? You mean so you can talk to unicorns? Well, not exactly. Unless they're French. But Larry had no time for unicorns, or even for Miss Petunia Tutti's time-traveling tutorial, which met every other yesterday at 25 o'clock. Sorry I'm late. My snorkball game went into overtime. And he knew knowhowtogo.org was way better than hoping for a snorkball scholarship. So, while his friends all aced invisibility, when Larry finally got to college, they were nowhere to be seen. Brought to you by the American Council on Education, Lumina Foundation for Education, and the Ad Council. Laying down the law with Steve Foster and James Larson. John Brink is a sports science. Good morning. ESPN's Jen Brown. Jen, good morning. Good morning, guys. How's it going? I got to have my boy, right? Superman? Oh, yeah. Dean Kane. Hey, man, what's happening? <laughs> ESPN's own Mark Jones. Mark, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. The Cowboys Insider, Director of Pro Scouting for the Dallas Cowboys, Judd Garrett. Judd, good morning. How you doing? Sundays, 9 to noon. 104.9 The Horn. Austin's FM Sports Talk. Welcome back, Austin. This is Roster Watch on 1049 The Horn, ESPN Austin, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. This segment brought to you by Straight Music. Straight Music is Austin's leader in uh, musical supplies, musical instruments, music lessons, music repairs. I will actually be at Straight Music tomorrow getting my bases set up for our East Coast tour that I will be leaving for next week with our first stop, actually. Being in Cleveland, where we are going right now with our next guest, Scott Petrak, uh, the Browns writer for the Illyria Chronicle Telegram and the Medina Gazette covering the Browns. Scott, are you there? I'm here. Welcome to the Taco Bell Hotline. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Sure. Thank you, guys. Hey, Scott Dorian uh, here. Um, I wanted to ask you about this um, whole Peyton Hillis, Montario Hardesty thing going on. Are we gonna, are we seeing the um, start of a true committee uh, backfield there in Cleveland? What's going on there? Yeah, you're definitely going to see more two-back stuff than last year when Hillis just got every carry. Um, you know, we still don't know exactly how it's going to be split, but I'm guessing, you know, 2010 – Two to one, Hillis over Hardesty. Unless, you know, Hillis is having a rough day and they think, you know, and they want that change of pace with Hardesty. I think Hillis is still the guy, definitely for now, um, but he's not going to get, I don't see him getting those 25, 30 carries that he did consistently last year. Is, is that, do you think that's due to, I mean, obviously, that's a common approach in in the NFL just to keep mm-hmm. people fresh. But is is that also due to the change in offensive philosophy? I mean, I used to be a big Forty ers fan, so I watched that West Coast offense for a long time. You hear Pat Shermer runs a pure version of it, and I know they like to throw passes out of the backfield. And it looks like Hardesty might be a little bit better of a receiver for that. 
you know, it's I think it's a combination of stuff. Hillis actually had a great year last year catching the ball, but I think he's more one-dimensional out of the backfield. It's all straight ahead. He doesn't make anybody miss, and I think Shermer's offense likes to have that that other kid, the slasher. You know, last week it was the first time we saw Hardesty with any extended amount of time, and they ran way more stretch plays than they ever have before because they think he can get outside and put that foot in the ground and cut up the field, which he did. And Hillis just doesn't have that in his arsenal. Um, so I think the difference is last year, Mangini pounded, pounded, pounded. And this year they just throw the ball more. Um, so I think that's part of it. And then, you know, Hillis got beat up by the end of last year. And I think they're trying to save some of the wear and tear. And plus, you know, they take a second-round draft pick on Hardesty. He's not going to sit on the bench forever. Did they, real quick, have they did they decide to sink any any legitimate money into Hillis yet? I can't remember if that transaction went down or not at the beginning of the season. No, they have not, and I think that has had an impact on Hillis's production. It's only been two games because he missed last week with the strep throat. Um, but he, you know, he says he's not worried about it. But I think he is, and you know, kept it keeps getting brought up. So you know, I think that has a factor in it too. Hillis is trying to prove that he deserves. The big money, you know, and, you know, the Browns might be saying, well, if we had another guy, why are we, why should we give you big money? All right. And, 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 you know, we're, we're based here out of Austin, Texas. And so sure. obviously we, we, we do a lot of Colt, Colt McCoy washing around <laughs> here. And we're really pleased to be talking about the two and one, uh, the, the two and one Browns tied, uh, tied for the, tied for the lead there, there in the yeah. division and no small part due to their, no, no small part due to their pass defense. Uh, we we'd seen this week that um, that uh, I guess I don't, I don't I don't know whether it was Shermer, whether it was Dick Jaron or, or or who, but had assigned Joe Hayden to what people were calling Jerry Rice detail, and that you know instead of just lining up on that left side of the defense, they're saying now he's going to be lining up on the opposition's best best receiver uh, today facing uh, Tennessee. They don't really. Have, I'm not even sure they have a best receiver. Is 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 is, yeah. is, uh, is so who's who's going to be on Hayden Island this week? Is is, is it going to be Nate Washington? Yeah, you know, I I think it is just because you know it would have been Kenny Britt, obviously. Sure. It, but Shermer said it'll come down to if they feel the other team's number one is that much better than the number two wideout, and I think it is. You know, even though it is. Only Nate Washington. I think he's better than the next guy on Tennessee. Right. So, so I think Hayden's going to lock him down, and I don't, you know, I don't think Nate Washington's going to do much. He's got good numbers so far this year, but I, I just, I think it's a different ball game when you go from number two to number one receiver, and you got to face a top-notch corner. So, I think Hayden, Hayden's going to follow Nate Washington around, and they're going to try to throw to a tight end or try to throw to Chris Johnson coming out of the backfield. I think this is going to be a day where Chris Johnson gets the ball. 30, 35 times. Has has Hayden evolved to the point where fantasy football owners need to be concerned when they have one of their good receivers going against him? Like when you see on your lineup, you know, you're, you're one of your guys is playing against the Jets, against Revis, you, you, sure. know, you start to have a lot of second thoughts. Is it getting to that point with Hayden now? Yeah. You know, I don't want to jump the gun too much, but, he, you know, Brandon Marshall's big time, and he kept him to four catches for 39 or 43 last 43 week. 43 yards. Yeah. Just, you know, Alex it, knows well. <laughs> yeah. And, and, only, you know, and, and they really had to do some gimmicky stuff to get him the ball on those. You know, they'd run those shallow crosses where nobody can keep up with a guy running right. 40 yards across the field on a three-yard route, you know. So he didn't beat him up top. He didn't beat him on comebacks. 
Um, he's really, Hayden has really turned into a big-time corner. And, you know, it's five pass breakups in week one. He's tied for the league lead now with six. So, you know, I don't want to put him in that Revis category yet. And I think I still think he's susceptible to the double moves, which I think all big-time corners like to press, you know, because they, they bite on so many of those short routes to break them up. But he's getting close to being one of those guys you, you don't want to go against fantasy-wise. And then, Scott, one last thing here for you, man. Alex touched on it. We, you know, we do need to pander to our fan base a little bit. And I, I was in, uh, I flew into Cleveland and went to Canton, Ohio for the, uh, Emmett Smith Jerry Rice Hall of Fame induction. And this was during the summer of LeBron where everybody's heart was broken. And I was telling anybody that would listen to me when I was in, in Ohio in Cleveland and Canton that you guys had a savior on the way. His name was Colt McCoy, and he has the biggest heart in the world. And so we would just love for you to expand on what he's meant to you guys so far, how excited y'all are, you know, what y'all think, and, and where this is going with Colt. Yeah, everybody's glad to have him. But I think the jury's still out a little bit just because we haven't seen enough of him. You know, he's got 11 starts. Um, but, you know, you love the way he works. The, the Browns really seem to be behind him from – President Mike Holmgren, the GM Tomacker, to Coach Pat Shermer. Everybody's on board with Colt being the guy. Now all he has to do is play well enough to show that he is the guy, and he's off to a good start. You know, his accuracy hasn't been there for the, for the first three games. I don't know if that's the lack of time in the West Coast offense. You know, the Browns don't have a whole lot of legitimate wideouts, you know, that you can just say, I'm going to go get in the ball, and I know he's going to be open. So, you know, I think it's at 54.1%, which – you know, he completed 70% of Texas. So that's, you know, I, I expect that to go up, and I expect it to go up quickly. And a lot of that comes early. There's, the Browns are struggling in the first quarter. They haven't scored all year. So you know how it goes. If you don't get first downs early, you get fewer plays, you get fewer of your playmakers on the field, you get less, you run less plays on offense. So, you know, I think Colt's only going to get better. Um, and then the big, Plus, is it what he did in the fourth quarter last week? You know, he had a poor game. I mean, he missed a bunch of wide open guys. And then in the fourth quarter when they needed him, he went nine for 13 on that final drive and threw the big time pass to Maskell for the touchdown. So everybody's encouraged about him. And, you know, if they can go into the bye week three and one, you know, people are just going to go be, be going nuts around here because it's been a long time. It's been 10 years since they've been three and one. Well, Scott, that's what we love to hear, my man. We it was a pleasure having you on this morning. Yeah, thanks uh, a lot. We'll we'll be watching those Browns. Hopefully, hopefully our boy Colt will, will take the Titans to task, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on soon some other time. All right. Sounds good, guys. All thanks. right. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much, Scott. This is Roster Watch, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. This segment brought to you by Straight Music. Straight Music has two locations: uh, one at Lake Line and the South location at Ben White and Lamar. Uh, we need to tell you that they had a sit, that they had a sale on Thursday, Friday, Saturday of last week where they were, uh, dedicating 5% of their funds to the victims of the Central Texas fires. Roster Watch listeners, they will extend that sale until tomorrow where 5% of funds from sales will be going to victims of the Central Texas Fires, please keep that in mind. Go see them tomorrow. I'll be in there tomorrow getting my bases set up. I do believe that we have a phone call. Yeah, and we'll get right back to it after the break. Um, this is Roster Watch, uh, brought to you by RosterWatch.com, streaming live at ESPNAustin.com. This is 104.9 The Horn, Austin's FN Sports Talk. Be right back. And AM 1260.
Laying down the law with Steve Foster and James Larson. Sundays, 9 to noon. 104.9 The Horn. ESPNAustin.com. Good night, sweet baby. And good night, Bobby the Gorilla and Jack the Lion and all your other friends sleeping with you. I love you. You don't know it, but you're abandoning your baby in a dangerous jungle. Those cute stuffed animals in the crib can harm your child. Hundreds of babies die each year in Texas suddenly, unexpectedly or from suffocation. And many die while sleeping with an older sibling or parent. So give your baby room to breathe. Keep the crib free from all toys, bedding, bumper pads, and other objects. Put your baby to sleep alone, on its back, and without a pillow or anything that could cover its face. These simple steps may save a life. Remember, give your baby room to breathe so everyone can sleep safe and sound. Go to babyroomtobreathe.org for more tips to keep your baby safe. A message sponsored by the Department of Family and Protective Services. Here's First Lady Michelle Obama and David Murphy of the Texas Rangers for Let's Move. There are so many fun and easy things we can do to be healthier. First, set aside an hour a day to get up and play. Second, play can be anything. Catch, tag, just running around. Third, eat healthier. It's key to the whole game plan. Everyone can play. Visit letsmove.gov and get moving. A message from Let's Move, USDA, the Ad Council, MLB, and the players. Welcome back, fantasy footballers. You are listening to Roster Watch, brought to you by rosterwatch.com. This segment brought to you by Upper Deck. Well, we will be tonight on the line right now. We have Jerome. How you doing there, Jerome? Doing well. Great show, guys. Great show. Thanks, Thanks a lot. What's up, Jerome? Well, this is my conundrum. I'm, uh, I'm currently first in points in my fantasy league. And if, I have if one. you're in a conundrum, I'll bet you it involves Ben Tate. <laughs> you know it. You know it, brother. Not only that, uh, uh, I got uh, broke down Frank Gore in that conundrum as well. So I was wondering, I got the Hunter, Kendall Hunter as my, my handcuff, and I have those three players. Who should I fill in that role today, and is Frank Gore even going to play? Uh, I think hands down Kendall Hunter. That's yeah, who you're going with today. Uh, that it, it doesn't look too... Two reporters who who would know are reporting this morning that Frank Gore will be inactive. Of course, that doesn't come from the team, but a lot of times these beat writers get the great information. This is uh, Philadelphia, as we mentioned before, has given up the most fantasy points this year to running backs if Frank Gore's not in there. It's a nightmare for Frank Gore owners, but luckily for you, you picked up the Kendall Hunter hand, hand, handcuff, and this is a week for you to take advantage of that. Yeah. So the Ben Tate train is done. Sit him this week for sure. Well, at least for now. I'm, um, I'm not saying the Ben Tate train's done. I, I just, you know, this week I think they're going to give Arian a, a, a lot of They're going to give Arian everything that he can and, that he can handle. And uh, just the the opportunity that's presented itself here for Kendall Hunter is one that you're going to want to go ahead and take advantage of this week. I appreciate it, fellas. Great show, and good luck on that hey, tour you're going hey. on. Thanks so much. Hey, Jerome, if you want that gamer's gift card for your call today, man, just come up to Upper Decks tonight or Ten Oak tomorrow night, and we'll give that out to you, man. Already, I'll see y'all out All right, there. Take care, bud. Thanks, Jerome. So, well, that was a quick question. Jerome, I feel like we uh, feel like we kind of helped him out a little bit there. Uh, you know, the the uh, the Kendall Hunter, the Kendall. Oh no! 
It, it, Guys, you know what time it is. It's already that time. You know, you know what that sounds like? It's, it's starting to smell like trash in here. Uh, I, can't, I, can't, hey, I cannot wait to see what the trash man pulls out this week. It's garbage after garbage after garbage after garbage. But his track record has been unbelievable. If you go with one bit of trash every week, it's been turning into treasure. <laughs> you guys, sound, you guys, not surprised every week. I'm, I'm giving you hey, nuggets. It's, it's not so surprising. So, it's, it's not fantasy so surprising wisdom. to us who play in fantasy leagues with you. It must be completely surprising to our listeners that this garbage can win leagues. <laughs> and hopefully, I got something for you this week that can help you win your league. Um, so I'm going to start here. Um, this Baltimore Ravens, New York Jets game. I think Ed Dixon tied in for Baltimore Ravens. Um, only Anquan Bolden has more targets for the Ravens, um, than the second year tight end. Um, and I think he and Joe Flacco get more, com- more comfortable with each other every week. Uh, I think because of the Jets stifling secondary, he's gonna get a lot of looks this week. Um, over the middle, down low, and um, he's only owned in like 17% of fantasy football leagues. I think this is a guy who's not going to pay off this week, but is going to continue to pay off um, in the season. Yeah, I, I feel you know I feel like it has some has some long term viability to him. I've been impressed with the way he's played. I actually have him in my starting lineup this week to make up for the uh, make up for one of my one of my six disastrous injuries in the in the league that I'm commissioner of. Uh, but yeah, he's a uh, he, he he's a guy that I have my eye on. I, I'm we're not too far we're not too far down the down the trash chute just yet. I have, a, <laughs> I have a feeling things might get a little bit smellier. I'm gonna keep it coming. Um, a guy who I think I don't know if he's gonna pay off for the whole season, but I think he will pay off for this week is Patrick Creighton. Wide receiver for the San Diego Chargers. Antonio Gates, uh, probably not going to play. Malcolm Floyd is limited with a groin injury. Um, even if Floyd does play, I expect him to be outperformed by Creighton. Um, he's coming off a five-catch, um, almost 50-yard game last week. Um, and he won't always be a viable option there in San Diego, but I think he's going to pay off this week for some owners who need someone to fill in. Dolphins giving up the fourth most Fantasy points to wide receivers this season. Uh, I hate Patrick Creighton. Let me put that on record. I do not think he's a good wide receiver by any stretch of the imagination. I think that's complete garbage. Yeah. We'll see. We'll ten, see. Ten foot pole rule for me on that we'll guy. See. Ten foot pole rule. <laughs> Don't get within it. And put your gloves on when you use it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, another guy who I think is. Um, worth owning at least for this week um is going to be actually on the opposite side of the ball there in that game and that's anthony fasano um he was in my barnstormer seat uh warmer um (laughs) article on rosterwatch.com um i think fasano had a terrible week three but San Diego defense seeds the second most fantasy points to tight ends in the league. I think um, Marshall's going to continue to struggle this week. I think that Fasano might step up. Wow, this is the this is the terrible against tight ends bowl. Now I'm looking at our rosterwatch.com matchup tool. The Dolphins are the worst, as we know, against tight ends. Chargers are the Chargers the second worst. That's a that's a real that's a real kick in the junk to to Antonio Gates owners such as myself. Uh, but 
this might be a week where a guy like Randy McMichael, I think we have him a little bit high, uh, we, we, we have him a little bit higher on our rankings than we normally would because we know he's no good. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, in seven games that he's filled in for Antonio Gates for the past two years, um, he hasn't really done anything. He's like two touchdowns and like averages maybe 30 yards. Um, I, I'm really not liking no, Randy McMichael, Michael is very old and very done. Very <laughs> but, done. But someone who I do like in that game, another one on my, uh, on the garbage grab this week is Brian Hartline. Um, a lot of people are hot on wide receiver Devon Bess. Um, and they have good reason to be. I mean, he's been a target hog. But, um, so is Brian Hartline. Um, he only has f- 15 fewer yards on the season than Bess, and he has one more touchdown than Bess has. He's also averaging 17 yards a catch, so even though he may not get a whole lot of looks, he makes um he makes a lot with them. So I think that's somebody you could do worse. Um, <laughs> you could do worse than well, in the if our listeners go to rosterwatch.com and see the doctrine on diversifying your portfolio that I put up last night, that they, they will quickly know that you should never ever start Anthony Fasano <laughs> and Brian Hartline in the same game together. <laughs> Unless you want to, I'm giving you options. Limit. I'm giving so, you hey, options. It just so happens that a lot of um options uh, are in the same game. The, Please just one of those guys maximum per team. <laughs> so it looks we have like we have uh, Ernie here on the line. Uh, oh, oh, he decided to get back on the bandwagon after he lost a few weeks in a row there. <laughs> Bigger, <laughs> what's going doing, on, Ernie? my man? Hey, nothing much, guys. I, I can smell the trash all the way from Cedar Park. It's worked well for you in the past, uh, you, though. You need him to bring the truck say. by this morning. <laughs> or what, man? Hey, but, but I feel bad because I totally... Uh, my team just totally dismantled by my bad management last week. Uh, well, no, no, Kenny Britt got hurt. That that hurt pretty bad. But I think the week before, you I probably also had some bad management. Yeah, yeah, but you guys had the right recommendations, man. I totally messed up. I didn't start Willis and I didn't start Britt. I started. Oh, you gotta listen. You gotta listen. You gotta listen. Know, what, what do you got for us this week? Well, hey, what I got today, man? I got, um, you know, I've got Anquan Bolden, and I picked up. Uh, uh, Nate Washington. So I got C.B. Johnson, Nate Washington, Anquan Bolden. So you have one guy on Rebus Island, one guy on Hayden Island, and then Stevie Johnson. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> against. So, yeah. I guess a pretty good Bengals pasty. That's yeah. You know who is this? Leon Hall over there is pretty good. What is it, Ern? Do you need to? Do you need to pick? Two well, I'm just guys? thinking. I'm just thinking. What you guys? Who you like better? Anquan Bolden against the Jets or Nate Washington against Cleveland? So, um, you know, I know it's kind of a marginal difference you know but um if you go back to now i don't know how much weight you can put on this but if you go back to early in the season last year one of anquan bolden's best game actually was against the jets where he got a whole bunch of targets he just kind of played those but he had like 98 yards I yeah think. he ran those physical routes kind of underneath and they made mm. sure to to get him the ball I mean that is, that's a tough one. I don't. You know, and, I'm and, going Anquan Bolden on that one. If he, you, you also you you also got you know you got a guy here. For me, it's for for me it's real hard. Uh, but hey, do you yeah. still own Jacoby Ford in that league? Yeah, I got well, I got Jacoby Ford in another league, but I got Anquan Bolden, Brandon Lloyd, Jacoby Ford, and uh, do you, do you, do you have do you have Brandon Lloyd in this league? No, I don't. We're talking okay. about no, okay. No. Okay. Well, my other question I was about to ask you guys is Beanie Wells or, or I got Beanie Wells in my flex and thinking about throwing Brandon Jacobs or LT in there. But, oh. uh, so that was the other one I was going to leave with. But, uh, Brandon Jacobs or who? Brandon Jacobs or Beanie Wells. 
or LT said. So you could take LT off, right, against yeah. the Ravens. I mean, he might have a good game, decent game getting receptions, but take him off the list. Okay. Beanie Wells, Brandon Jacobs. Yeah, Ernie, I mean, the, the, the Cardinals are the Cardinals are the 27th ranked run defense. This is a week where I've been advising basically everybody who's asked to start their to start their Giants. Uh, Beanie Wells, Wisenhunt says that he's going to play, uh, but if the Giants, you know, play anything like they like they did, you know, like they did last week, yeah, I, I mean, Beanie Wells is not the same kind of player that Le, that Lashawn McCoy is. He's he he's he's a little bit injured. He's a little bit dinged. Hey, up. he's averaging six yards a carry this season. I just, well, this I, is a great question because on our rankings, we actually have these guys ranked within one of each other. Know, you guys are saying, a little higher complete. on. On Wells than I am. I like Jacobs a little more, just because you know what you know. What my advice here, Ernie, is I just don't see Wells having monster upside. I mean, I think he can be solid, but I think Jacobs is going to be solid too, and I think he's the safer play here. Giants yeah. have a good defensive line; they know so that could be tough for Wells. They are very good at running the ball. Jacobs has looked pretty decent. They're probably going to get up to an early I mean, lead. Either one of those guys, you're just I'm leaning towards for, Jacobs yeah, here. You're just looking for the touchdown there. So I like yeah. Jacobs. I think they're going to get up on the Cardinals and then run the ball to finish that game off. Right. So Bold and Jacobs, that's who you roll with this week, Ernie. All right, all right. Thanks, Trash man. You guys have a good one, man. Right, you too, Ernie. Oh, hey, I listen to you guys online too now. Oh, yeah. thanks, brother. Yeah, we love it. And check out the rankings too if you got any more questions. All right. All right. All right. Good luck, Ernie. Hopefully you're two and two. When it I is see you on Sunday. Monday. We got a big slate of NFL action today. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Come see us tonight over at Ten Oak. Tomorrow or tonight over at Upper Decks. Tomorrow night, ten dollar burger craft beer special at Ten Oak. We enjoyed all your phone calls today uh, and enjoyed speaking with all our guests immensely. Uh, for Alex Dunlap, Dorian Colbert, Byron Lambert. Hey, make sure and get out to Upper Decks with us tonight, guys. This is Roster Watch. When sports news breaks, you'll hear it here. FM Sports Talk.